I speak to you in the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the year 1894, on the west side of downtown Jackson, 28 people gathered together and had the very first service of a new church. 28 people came together and began a new congregation, a new family in Christ. And over the years, this congregation grew in strength and in number, in passion and excitement for their ministry in Central Jackson. And they adopted for themselves the name of their church, Central Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. And they gradually grew in the in the resources they had and in the different buildings, they began to build different buildings. And by 1953, they had enough money and enough people and enough passion and excitement that they built a brand new, beautiful church out there on Capitol Street. Beautiful, gorgeous church. This congregation was so full of life and so full of mission, so full of the light of Christ. And yet, less than 40 years later, in 1992, Central Presbyterian Church closed its doors forever. Just 40 years after they had built this brand new, beautiful house of worship. They had everything going for them, and in 40 years, they ceased to exist. This beautiful church fell into disrepair started to decay with disuse. The prayers and songs and loving worship of all those people, nothing but a distant memory echoing off those empty walls. Central Presbyterian Church became a valley of dry bones. The Valley of Dry Bones is the reading that we have from Ezekiel. And it isn't just a vision for Ezekiel. This is a powerful, powerful story. Because it means so much more than just what it seems. It, it had a real place, a real time, a real and positive life-giving meaning. This Valley of Dry Bones that Ezekiel preaches about. This vision that he had. Because you see, when Ezekiel was having his ministry, Israel did not exist. In 589 B.C., the Babylonians came down and they destroyed the country of Judea. Took all of the Israelites who remained into captivity. And by 586 B.C., Judea did not exist anymore. All of the faithful Jews were gone, scattered to the winds. Many of them, most of them even taken into captivity as slaves in Babylon. And so, Israel, the people, the Israelites, the country of Judea, Israel had predeceased it by a couple hundred years, was nothing but, in reality, a valley of dry bones. The faithful people were gone. 
Their faith, nothing but a memory. The temple rended, destroyed, laid waste. All hope had gone out of the world. And so when Ezekiel is preaching about this vision, he's speaking not of a figurative dry bones, but of his people. The Israelites were, for all intensive purposes, nothing but a valley of dry bones, dry faith, desiccated and forgotten. But Ezekiel showed through that vision that even through the ministrations of the few, the faithful few who remained, hope was there. God worked through Ezekiel. And through his preaching and prophesying, he reached out to those bones and he remade them. Gave them sinew. Gave them bodies. Gave them new spiritual and physical bodies. And then he breathed that life into them. God breathed that life. Because the breath of God is the source of life. We had it at the very beginning today, that story that Patty read from Genesis. The breath of God was there over the waters, the beginning of creation. The breath of life was there, breath of God. And God breathed life into Adam. And God breathed life back into those bones just as he breathed life back into Israel. Because they were restored by the end of the 6th century B.C. The Persians conquered the Babylonians and let the Israelites return back to their homeland. And they came back and a very few people came back, a remnant of what had been a great and mighty country. And they came back and they built anew. They found their faith again and they rebuilt the temple. And they found their God was still with them, had not forgotten them. And so we fast forward. We fast forward to this day. And we remember that God breathed life back into His Son, Jesus Christ. Though we had left Him as a dry bone in the wilderness, We had left Him for dead. Literally. God breathed life back into Jesus. Gave Him a new body and brought Him back up. But did not stop there. That life, that breathing, that bringing back of Jesus Christ brought us with Him. And opened up a light of hope in all this world that though we may at times be nothing but dry bones, there is always hope for resurrection. And where there was hope for us, there was also hope for Central Presbyterian Church. Because you see, today, that church is alive and well. Now it's not the same people or their descendants necessarily. It's not even the same ministry. But it is a ministry every bit as vibrant, perhaps even more so than the one that was there for 98 years. Because you see, 22 years after that church closed its doors and was left for dead, God breathed life back into it through the ministry of a group called Stupot. 
Through the loving gifts of so many people, they were able to, to rebuild that church, to renovate it and redo it, and it is absolutely gorgeous. But it's not used primarily for a house of worship. It's used to be God's hands in this world. It's used to reach out to those who are in need, those who are hungry or thirsty, tired, those who have no home. Every single day of the year, people are fed in that church where they have no food. God has breathed an incredible life back into this dead church. A life of vibrancy and ministry, but it is not the same as it once was. Because you see, a new life raised in Christ, that life is never going to be the same as it once was. And so too, as we were raised with Christ when He was raised, our lives are not the same either. When we live in that love, when we let the light of Christ, the breath of God flow from our own hearts, from our own lungs. We are not the same. But that is a beautiful thing because what we are is something better. We are what God intended us to be. If you look at these flames on your candles, you'll notice that they don't stand still. The air, the wind, gives them the oxygen they need to, to be aflame. And yet, they don't stand still. They are moved with the wind. The fire goes where the wind dictates it go. And so too are we, when we live in Jesus Christ, we are like this flame burning a light of Christ in this world for others about us to see. And we are moved by that breath of God. When we live in Christ. We are moved. And when we allow God to move us, then we do incredible things in this world. And it can be through, even though we feel at times that there is, there is no hope. We feel that we have lost everything we have or we have someone who has lost everything in, our li in their lives. We always have hope. We know that we, as Ezekiel, can be for them a resource. Can be for them that Word of God can bring to them the breath of God through that Holy Spirit which we are given. But there is always hope. And this night of all nights, that hope is alive and well in our hearts. This night of all nights, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. This most holy of all nights, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and we were raised with Him. And so we may never fear that we will ever be left as dry bones again. There is always hope. There is always the breath of God stirring over the waters of chaos and destruction. Telling us that hope is at hand. That something incredible and life-changing can happen. So this night as we await in just a moment, we will stand up and we will renew our baptismal covenant, remind ourselves what it means that Christ is alive and we are alive in Him. And then we can go back out into the world filled again in our lungs with the breath of God 
and find that the world can be changed as well. So I'm going to jump the gun a little bit here and say to you, Alleluia, He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.